Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, uh, produced by Hot Chocolate Media, where we make up a film for you based on a random prompt from the internet. I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. Our writer, Jacob Golliver, who is the cake chef on Happy Death Day to You. Our director, Aaron Coker, who is Bruce Willis's acting double on Glass, for the days when he wasn't feeling it. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know, okay. It's like the first movie he seemed to care for. Well, he was on set for a long time. I was like, whoa. All this, two days. Yeah. This is, is this an interested Bruce Willis? I didn't know he still existed. That was my reaction. I'm like, I love that movie, but I'm just like, wow, Bruce Willis gives a shit. What's that? It hasn't been in like a decade since that happened, right? Anyway, we still love you, Bruce Willis. Who was totally listening. Yeah. And our producer, Carl Decker, who embezzled the CGI budget for the live action Aladdin. You know, I hired a kid from DeviantArt to make the genie. I think it turned out okay. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just Disney. They don't really have good animation. So, anyway. Did you have to cut the scene where the genie fucks since you hired somebody from DeviantArt? <laughs> uh, no comment, but let's just say it's really hard to put blue veins on an already blue cock. So, we kind of had to settle for purple, but that's a spoiler warning. But the genie totally fucks. Was it based on the real Will Smith? No comment, because Scientology put an NDA on that. All right, so the theme of the story is parody crime. The main character is an indecisive fighter pilot. The major event of the story, surgery. Okay, so uh, our story is about Dave. Uh, Dave is a middle-aged fighter pilot. Spent a lot of time in the military, but begins having a midlife crisis. And the the kind of crux of the story is around Dave's twin sister, Sarah, who is going to need a, a triple bypass heart surgery. And uh, even with his super great government insurance, he can't afford to pay this off. His sister is a school teacher, so she can't afford to pay it off either. And he realizes after, you know, he's doing these training exercises and stuff, there's all this money going into building these jets and building all this experimental military technology. And he decides he's going to come up with a new technology and pitch it to the government, which in reality is just going to be money that he can use to, to pay for his sister's surgery. And he, he ends up giving away money to other people as well to try and figure out how to hide this money away. So it's kind of this sort of like almost like a heist movie with somebody who has no idea how to do a heist but is like good enough at military bullshitting that they can kind of work their way through it so it's kind of a, a funnier side of you know military type film we get a lot of the tropes in terms of like the tough guys and stuff but we're gonna play off of that a little bit It'd be great to have some you know some faces that are, are, are popular in, in action stuff um, in this film and then I really want to make sure that we we kind of get to the point of the message like I do think he should eventually end up going to jail because it is stealing but I think we should you know leave that question hanging of like did he do the right thing did he do the wrong thing 
generally speaking, he did the right thing, but he could have gone, gone about it in a different way as well. So I think it'll be pretty interesting. I think Sarah should be against the idea of Dave doing this. I think she should be, you know, more like, well, we'll just see what happens and I'll, we'll keep trying other stuff. We'll do like a bake sale or something. He's like, no, I'm going to do this weird thing. But, you know, whatever. I, I think there'd be a fun conflict there. Yeah. And then I want to call this movie, let's see, The Joker and the Ace. Joker in the Ace or The and? Joker and the Ace. Okay. A card game will also figure into this. So, uh, Aaron. You are playing a spirited uh, gambling game one day when uh, Jacob comes in and doesn't put down any chips, but does the entire script and then purposely loses. And so you have the script here after Jacob also lost 20 grand, but it was a very dramatic way to get the script to you. So how are you going to make this into a film? Well, first of all, thank God that I came up with trip aces on the river and I didn't lose my Maybach. But now I've got this script. And at first I thought, "Hmm, boy, I don't know. It seems like Joker and the Ace has just come up on the spot because we're playing cards. But it turns out I was really impressed by what was going on here. And I love the idea that it is looking at the military in a way that is sort of side-eyed. I think that's really popular right now. So what I want to do with this is I think that we should go like full parody, if you will, war doc. So it's in black and white. You think about the Flying Aces, Hell's Angels, the movies of the 30s and 40s. You know, it's like that, but it's modern day jets, right? So we look at the military, the modern military through the lens of a um, an older time. So we're looking at it that way. Uh, same thing with the surgery scenes. Same thing with the medical stuff. We can take on the medical industry in that way too. And to do this, you know, to get people that can play dramatic and comic at the same time, we got to really reach out. And I think for Dave, I'm looking at Zac Efron. You know, he's a guy who has a comedic background, but he's evolved, I think, in a, in a way. Also, he brings the ladies in. He's got those abs. It's going to look great, you know, in the PT scenes when he's working out on the Air Force Base. For the sister, for Sarah, that's what it is. I thought we'd go with Amber Heard. She's really hot right now. Also, I think that she could probably do some of those dramatic beats. She's a teacher. I see a scene. This is all black and white. Like Roma. Like Roma. Roma. So popular right now. So hot. No music. And I see a scene where she's you know teaching in front of the class you know the kids are looking up at her with you know rapt eyes in this beautiful black and white cinematography and suddenly she she doesn't feel right you know she clutches her chest something's wrong she's got heart problems so that's gonna not a dry seat in the house after that uh, as far as the extended people uh, the extended cast uh, I see uh, possibly uh, going a little different on this one uh, Charlotte Gainsborough uh, is an actress emeritus I can see her as a high placed general who is uh, trying to oppose what Dave is trying to do here a little different little different angle but you know women are in the military as well and then uh, to round out the cast uh, as the wacky uncle who gives Dave support throughout all this definitely uh, Malkovich and Malkovich is in his Kingsley phase he's saying yes to just about anything at this point so I think we can definitely get John Malkovich in on this thing and thank God I don't have to set the budget but it needs to be big though all right. So, Kyle, as you're drawing in all your CGI money from other unnamed projects, uh, you see the treatment for uh, Joker and the Ace. Mm-hmm. And so you are responsible to try to make this make money, make it into a film. What are you going to do? Yes. Yeah, so, so, like, I like the concept, like, with a title, Joker and Ace, and doing, like, a parody of, like, a Top Gun or something. You know, that that's a, you know, sure, that was already done with Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2 and, you know, Spy Hard and a whole bunch of other movies. But they haven't 
been no one's really done no, one in like not like twenty five years. Yeah, it's been yeah exactly. I was literally getting ready. It hasn't been done since like the mid mid nineties. So you know we can we can bring that genre back down Periscope. Yeah, <laughs> that was like two thousand one. I think wasn't yeah. it. Maybe 1999. That might have been when I was in high school. But anyway, I I think that's great, and that's a prime territory. Except the treatment, the first dailies I've seen from the director is like this depressing... It's like Roma, but funny. Roma's not funny. It's a good film. But if we're trying to do like a parody, like I'm all down for it being like a black and white newsreel thing over the top, but it needs to be less Roma and more Dewey Cox. You know, if we're going to lean into the absurdity of this like pro-war genre type film, we need to really lean into it. Like John Malkovich can be weird. I'm down with him, but we need more comedians in here. You know, like, can we get uh, Jenny Slate? Like, she's one of the funniest humans on the planet. So, of course, they make sure she was had zero humor at all in the Venom movie. But uh, let's put Jenny Slate in there instead of Amber Heard, because Jenny Slate actually has some range. Let's put, put Jenny Slate in there and. And let's speaking of Dewey Cox, John C. Riley should be like the like colonel in charge of the flight school or whatever. If you can lean into the humor and kind of yuck this up for me, I'll make sure you get a cool seventy five million. But if you're going with this artsy fartsy black and white wind blowing crap, you get ten million. And that's what I got for you. Okay. All right then. So director has made his stand. So Jacob, there's been a little bit of disagreement between the director and producer, but you got your notes from the producer. I just want them to commit to one idea or the other. I don't care which one it is. So do you have any changes you want to make to the script? Yeah, I mean, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to turn in a couple different drafts of this script for the studio to, to kind of take a look at and see what they want to do in terms of production and design. That's not really my call, but I'm going to do one that's still modern and I'm going to, you know, lean into like the physical comedy stuff more get into some of those the stuff that's, that's pretty funny consistently throughout and then also going to turn in a version that's set in the 80s and a version that's set in the, the 50s both times when films involving the military were very popular and it would be easy to parody a lot of those kind of elements i think the 30s and 40s were going a little too far back in terms of the kind of jokes we want to tell because we want to well and literally jet engines didn't exist till the 50s true so, i mean in in mass in the u.s military true Just, yeah I'll turn in those as well. Those will lean a little bit more towards like the the witty and like make fun of the the time period a little bit more, less on like the physical comedy. The modern one will lean into that that physical side a little bit more. In terms of casting, whatever, uh, I'll definitely write a bunch of little parts that can be used as cameos if you want. If it's you're just casting a character actor, that's totally cool. But if the studio wants to attach a name to it, that's fine. You know, I'll make sure that like there's a funny munitions guy, and I'll make sure that there's a legal clerk or something like that. And then we'll make sure the the school that that Sarah works at is populated with kind of funny, you know, tired of everyone's shit teachers and stuff and. I'll make sure that there's room in this for lots of great comedic people. I don't think we should go entirely away from drama. I think it should still, and any good comedy has, you know, great dramatic. John C. Riley's got a lot of dramatic chops. He can pull it off. That's fine. It's, that's entirely up to you guys. But yeah, I don't know if we want to go too far into like the black and white or Roma territory. I, I would agree with that. The other thing that I want to do is put a little bit of effort into that card game. So I think. 
we're gonna have this this card game is kind of gonna be like a, a cover story. He is he's going in and he's doing this card game and he's like, okay, well I've got my new experimental technology that I'm I'm pitching to you guys. And he gets into this card game with a bunch of higher ups in the military. Another great opportunity for cameos. And finally, I don't want any of the money, but you got to take my contract, the contract for my technology that I can develop. Uh, so that'll be like a really fun scene. We can kind of throw back and forth. Gambling scenes are, are usually pretty entertaining in movies. And then even if the characters don't agree, then, you know, don't want to take it. They have to. Okay. Gambling scenes are so great. The Star Trek Next Generation writers just use it as a crutch for seven seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of hacks. So, Aaron, there's been some big notes from your producer, a rewrite from your writer. With this in mind, are you going to change your approach to how you're doing things? Or what are you going to do? Well, as my close personal friend Bruce Willis once said, you know, all things being equal, I'd rather be in Philadelphia, you know. And I'd rather be anywhere, but in this situation, I mean, having to choose between the artistry that we want to put into this and the comedy that we have to squeeze into this. But it's been done before. It's absolutely been done. But I just done. said pick one or the other. Either make a comedy or art film. Don't okay. make some, like, bastardized idea. All right, but you're paying for my words. And so here they are. What we're going to decide here is how much you're going to pay. What if we split the difference? If you don't want to invest 75, what about 40? 40 is a nice split between 75 and 10. And what we'll do with that is, I've been looking at this, and I appreciate the comments from the writer. I like the fact that he puts his own personal experiences into his work. Uh, he's still only six Gs, by the way. But what we could do for the film is, we, we're missing a Joker. We've got an ace, we've got no Joker. So we bring in John C., and he is the tech expert. He is the mad scientist character, the best friend of Dave, who's gassing him up, who's telling him that he's going to be able to do this, he's going to be able to, to, to perfect this technology that then Dave has to go out and sell. And of course, it's all to save his si sister, Sarah, who I think we can do Jenny Slade. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'll send a Christmas card to Amber. She'll be fine. She'll be fine with that. She's got a lot going on right now. She doesn't need us, really. But that's the thing. We cut out the black and white too far, possibly. Go forward with this. It becomes half wacky screwball comedy, half medical drama. Been done before. 50-50 is a great example. Hilarious film. I don't think we can get Rogan for this. I don't think he's going to go for this. But that's, that's my pitch there. Go to $40 million. Cut out the black and white. Modernize it. Jenny Slate, John C. Riley, Zach Efron. All right. So, Kyle, I got no comment. What are you going to do? I so... I'm writing the checks, so like you can bargain with me all you want, but ultimately I'm the guy who writes the checks. So here we go. What we're going to do, you can have your bastardized half comedy, half drama, like not committed to any direction film that won't make any money, but you get very little action scenes, like probably only have one shot of jets in the air and we'll buy that footage from the Department of Defense for nothing unless they, they do that all the time. Plus everything else will be on the ground and it'll all basically be in because of the title and everything and, and I'm with the writer most most of the film will be the poker game and we'll just get these actors to you know make sure that we'll have the writer on set while we filmed it punch up dialogue anytime we need it and it's going to just be all these poker players these military people and scientists staring each other down and saying macho you know we, we want we want john milius style like machoism in the script while they're doing it and like putting their dicks on the table to try and get this jet made and everything that's what we want <laughs> your literal dicks I mean, figurative dicks. I mean, I. I mean, as much as John you did C. say Raleigh cocks, we had to lean be, into the cocks. 
Well, yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll have all those. Yeah, we, we John C. Riley, but John C. Riley has to be in in the game. And 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 I did get a little bit more money because he wants a, a producer credit because he's going to take it to Sundance. But uh, George Clooney is going to be in the movie, and he's going to play a hard ass like military general who's there. But he he likes the idea of a historical period piece style poker playing movie, and he's he's not going to be in any flashbacks. He's just going to be at the table and everything. He's mostly there for the producer credit, and he'll he'll be the one. You know, we we can say most of the film is his idea just because he's going to give us 15 million so to get his money you know he can pretend he's a big time producer for a while while he just sells that coffee crap of his or whatever too and do that and then i'll throw in i'll throw in 15 so that's more than the 10 for this happy but that gives you 30 million it's not quite the 40 you asked for but it's 30 and, and honestly i can go really far if most of the movie is taking place in a room playing poker with some flashbacks there's quite a bit of money for that you know I'd say spend most of the money on sweet character actors that really have the chops to, to make the scenes have weight. And yeah, that's what I got. And, and yeah, so like as long as it's, it's mostly that, yeah, I'm good. And that way, George Clooney's taking most of the risks, to be honest. All right, then. So I am going to put this into the movie machine and pull the lever, which sounds like a card's being shuffled. And so, you know, like when films like, you know, Casino Royale came and then everyone became big into poker again. So this film strangely has the opposite effect where the gambling industry goes down. Like, I don't know if you'd call it stock, but just like poker is just like dies. Like you you just kill, you killed an entire game somehow. And people aren't even sure why, because so few people even watch this movie. But it's just like, oh my God, this is so, I don't understand what's, this film, yeah, it's like all over the place. It is, um, it is right ripe for pretentious internet nitpickers who are like 10 things that don't make sense about this film in in like in real number seven in real life you it would actually cut and this doesn't follow military protocol you you know like those kind of clickbait things and then there's like this is a terrible movie because of this stuff and i haven't actually talked about the film itself but you know that doesn't make sense. Whatever. Follow me on Instagram. How do people people still listen? There's that's literally the only people that talk about films on internet that like put videos together. There's like three people that do insightful video essays. Does anyone listen to the trolls you're talking about? Like they exist and they do post those things, but does anyone care? At well, this point are they just screaming into the void? Well, the movie machine cannot give an opinion on the matter. We're all just screaming into the void, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. screaming into the <laughs> void. Screaming into the void. Um, anyway, so um, in its place, though. Warner Herzog's somewhere shedding a tear. <laughs> no one should see this. It does bring other card games back to being big gambling games to replace poker crazy eights becomes big uh that gets a you movie. don't bet on that though well they found this a way vegas crazy because eights. the other thing is that while your movie was killing poker another crazy eights movie was coming out at the same time and just sort of revived the industry in that so there's now betting crazy eights the saint almost fire volcano situation here so basically yeah this is um your film had very strange effects i'll just say and let's just- deep impact armageddon I'm just I'm just gonna keep trying like simultaneous movies that were very similar came out. So um, that being said, you do have time travel magic, and uh, you can go back and um, how the fuck did Crazy Eights win in the battle of po- card games? <laughs> Poker Crazy Eights, Crazy Eights won. I think the movie machine is be recalibrated. Yeah, I don't doubt his thing, but I, there's something. Did you see off. the Crazy Eights movie? 
No, it's the cra- who the fuck plays Crazy Eights? So uh, I'm writing well, there's a movie called Crazy Eights right now. <laughs> so uh, the movie machine clearly saw that, and yeah, it's. Well, it's, Jacob, do you want to take the floor actually with that? Absolutely. So yeah, no, I think given the surge in popularity, I I knew it was time to you know continue my trend of card based movies and jump into the wildly popular. I'm assuming Midwest only game, uh, Crazy Eights, and play that and play that up. Uh, it's another heist film because gambling and heist stuff go together well. But this is almost like a you know Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's Eights kind of thing, just on like a much smaller Midwestern scale. So it's like instead of trying to heist you know something really big, they're trying to like rob a, a Denny's or something, and it's just like a bunch of shithead losers who don't have anything better to do or have like some unjustifiable grudge against the owner of this Denny's. So it's like hard crime comedy, very low budget on purpose, very like goofy characterizations and like give the actors a lot of space to choose scenery if they want to. That's my whole like my whole pitch. I'm writing wild stuff for this one. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with it and uh, it sounds like in the movie machine is going to do awesome. As for Joker and the Ace, I, I gave him my best shot. That's fine. I can't pay back that six grand I owe you if this movie doesn't make money, though. So you guys might want to fix the tone. All right, Aaron. So your attempt to sort of go have it both ways killed a centuries-old card game. You have two minutes if you want to change that or call it art. Call it art. The last defense, I suppose. Clearly, the proliferation of people staking their dicks in poker games is what led to the demise of poker worldwide. I told I you think. that was figurative, not literal. You know, I was at my close not personal... my card game with Aaron. I was, uh, well, we're good on the six Gs now. Um, I was uh, at I my... said use forethought, not foreskin. I was, I was at my close personal friend Bruce Willis's house the other day, plunging his toilet, and I was thinking about something that he said once. Fucking California. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard in this town to please everybody and you try to you try to go right down the middle of the seven ten split of art and pleasing the public and um I think I, I think I do. I think I gotta call it back to uh, it just being art. Hollywood just not accepting the insights that artists want to bring to it. And in an unrelated note, you can check out my article, 10 Things That Could Have Been Better, about Joker and the Ace on moviebutthole.com. But otherwise, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna probably just leave it right there. All right, Kyle, so you have two minutes. Sounds like the writer and director don't want to change anything. Uh, do you? Yeah, so I'm. I, here's, here's how we're going to get Crazy 8s to fail. I was hedging bets. Crazy 8s also, I'm producing that as well. I was kind of like double dipping on card things, but we made Crazy 8s for nothing. It made money, but we really need the bigger film to make money. So to make sure Crazy 8s fails, we have Kevin Smith direct it and star Bruce Willis because they got along so well in Cop Out. And of course, Cop Out did come out the same year as the other guys. Just so it worked for me. You know, and uh, yeah. But yeah, so hopefully we will be the ants to the bug's life or the other way around. I don't Which one did better? I don't remember. (laughs) I barely remember either one of those movies. One of them was totally a a Seven Samurai. And one of them them was a Woody Allen movie. Yeah, so whatever. We can have our Shark's Tale, Finding Nemo, Red Planet, Mission Mars, Armageddon, Deep Impact. The Prestige, The Illusionist, Babe and Gordy. Dumb and Dumber, The Sorrow and the Pity. We all know yeah, the examples. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, do you remember this one? No strings attached, and your friend, friends with benefits came out <laughs> oh, the same yes. year. Because you know who doesn't want two movies about spreading HPV to come out in the same year? But uh, yeah, that's what we do. They could do the litter, the ones that were it was literally the same movie, just produced. Top Gun and Iron Eagle. Speaking of relating yeah, ours, came sure, out in the same year. They also did uh, uh, Girls' Night and Rough Night. Just like a couple years yeah. ago. Leviathan, The Abyss. Yeah. Deep Star 6 also came out the same year as Leviathan the Moose. So it was actually three of the same movies. So hot being but, underwater that year. Uh, and they all had rowing machines, too, in them. That was the weirdest thing. I just watched them all. There's all scenes of the crew exercising. Apparently, when you're underwater, rowing machines. I don't know. I'm a... Fuck this movie. I am so, like... I mostly was just thinking, because you brought up Crazy Ace, about, like, the Hollywood trend of similar movies coming out the same year. And honestly, a movie about Crazy Eights and a movie about poker coming out the same year is one of the least ridiculous things and we made it up on this stupid podcast <laughs> so we will see in four or five years Hollywood will release a crazy ace and a poker movie in the same year because somehow our you know if Detective Pikachu can come out then anything can alright so I'm gonna recalibrate it uh, Jacob your crazy ace movie fails unfortunately so damn it uh, I thought Bruce Willis and Kevin Smith were just magic together uh, poker get started on my up the river down the river movie uh, so your poker film was unaffected um <laughs> since you did didn't... we save the game of poker itself though no but Damn. fortunately however with poker gone and crazy it's not making a comeback cribbage <laughs> it's a top dog at least it wasn't baccarat so we're going to end as always with a quote from our patron saint and son of the genie himself jaden smith whenever i'm at diner people always ask me if someone else is gonna be joining me as if i wasn't enough Thank you and good night.